So you're a digital artist and you've worked with Apple, Louis Vuitton, Nike, Justin Bieber, and Katy Perry. And you've been producing one digital artwork a day for over 13 years. How did you get into crypto? So a bunch of people just sort of started telling me you should check out this NFT stuff. And so really only like two months ago, I, I, I looked into, uh, you know, the space a bit closer and saw a bunch of names that I recognized, you know, in my sort of like motion design area. And so it's like, oh, there's definitely seems like there's something here. And so I like dove in and, and I have a computer science degree. You know, I'm not a programmer, but, it, you know, that piece of it really sort of like interested me. So it just the possibilities I thought were, were just endless and that there was just a, a bunch of things people hadn't like tried yet that I, I thought sounded really, really fun to like try. And you ended up having a big digital art sale last weekend that raked in $3.5 million. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was just crazy to, to see. But I, I also think like it, it truly is like sort of the start of people really collecting this digital art. The physical token paired with the, the NFT, I think, makes it something people can really understand and speaks to their inner collecting voice. And, and I think it's just a system that will be the future of collecting artwork. That was Mike Winkleman, also known as Beeple. He made one piece of digital art every day for 10 years and never was directly paid for that work. He just posted it on his social media. And it did pretty well for him in terms of getting him a lot of clients. He worked on the Super Bowl. He worked for Nike and Apple and stuff like that. So that did really well, but he was never directly paid for that daily art. And so in one weekend, he decides to auction it off and nets in 3.5 million for digital art. And this is, to be clear, digital art that can be copied and pasted. So this is real money. And I think it tells the story of blockchain better than a lot of the other cryptocurrency narratives can tell uh, because it helps to fund art in ways which are native to the platform, uh, just like in other art forms before that. The reason this can be done is because the blockchain creates digital scarcity. And I think the best explainer of this is Naval Ravikant. It's an entry in a virtual ledger. And that virtual ledger is maintained by tons of machines running across the world. And what you're doing is you're communicating value securely across the internet with no third parties in the middle validating that that is the correct communication. It's done by the entire network at once. And you're communicating and transmitting scarcity and value to the internet. And that's a new thing. What the internet gave us before was digital abundance. I can make copies of everything. And that was a very big idea. I can make one podcast and ship it to everybody. I can make one web page and ship it to everybody. That was a very big idea and created huge fortunes and huge revolutions. The same way digital scarcity is an equally interesting idea, which is I can only have one of this thing. If Naval has a Bitcoin, then Tim Ferriss doesn't have that Bitcoin or vice versa. That ability to create scarcity and transmit scarcity and value through the internet is just as important as the ability to create abundance and transmit that through the internet. And so the native language of the internet in communications and protocols around valuable things and around finance is going to be in cryptocurrencies. It's not going to be any other, any other way. There are a lot of criticisms of blockchain and Bitcoin in general. For example, the environmental concerns of proof of work cannot be ignored. And the premise of banking the unbanked is laughable. But I would not throw out the baby with the bathwater I think this idea of digital scarcity is as fundamental as the discovery of digital abundance was for internet business models like software as a service. So I would pay attention to that. Um, I don't know where this goes. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I always remember what I learned in business school, that no matter what business you're in, the real money is always in real estate. And because real estate is a zero-sum game, it will always get bid up. 
So we're going to go out with Beepo again explaining how he thinks this will revolutionize digital art. And it's pretty inspiring that he's inspired. I truly think this is the beginning of people looking at digital artwork as, you know, quote unquote, real art. Because it's, we take for granted now, you know, I go back to Cause and Banksy and that, and we take for granted that Banksy sells paintings for $10 million. But 20 years ago, that was not the case. It was like, this is vandalism. Graffiti is vandalism. That's not art. Like, nobody's going to fucking pay $10 million for the shit. What the fuck are you talking about? And I think this is truly the beginning of that with our artwork, because you look at like, uh, you know, graffiti or any of these things, like there's no way you can't look at a motion design piece and like, tell me that that's not like the, the craft, the fucking thought, the message, the, the, you know, just hard work and, and, and nuance put into this stuff. Like it's no different than any other fucking art form. We just didn't have a way for people to truly collect it in a way that was like, uh, you know, where they could say, I own this. And, and now there is technology available to say, no, I do own this video that you made. And everybody else agrees. Yeah, he's the guy that owns it. 